Hello, I'm Simon. And I'm Dan. And this is the Wikicast, a podcast where Wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find. Daniel, what are we talking about this week? This week, Simon, we are talking about the white-spotted toadfish. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, But we should possibly, before we even get into this, because it sounds like, that does sound like an interesting article, to be fair. There is something mm. which we should address, which is... About a month ago now, we said we're back on weekly episodes. And it is... I don't actually want to check how long has it been since our last... Uh, it's been three weeks since our last uh, it's been nearly released. It's been nearly a month. Now... The irony the thing is, is awful. We did do... We, we, we had a scheduled episode ready to go uh, the, pre- the next mm. week. But you then came down with a horrible uh, vomiting bug, wasn't it? It was something going around the cathedral. It was. Well, I wouldn't quite go into that much detail about it, Simon, but let's, let's, let's just let every, well. all the listeners in to our... Well, yeah, let's put it like that. Yeah, I wasn't, were, I wasn't feeling well. tip-top. And then uh, the following week, we recorded an episode, mm. but um, I lost my file. It is, in Adam's words, not my words, but in Adam's words, the rare occasion where an episode is missed where it was entirely Simon's fault. Uh, and I've got to own that. The it, most frustrating thing is, it was a really excellent episode. It we honestly had a really was interesting thing. It was brilliant. Anyway, it was, it that's was a cr- gone now. It was a cracking episode, and it's lost to the sands of time. Um, so you're now stuck with this one. And we, it would have been an episode last week, but then we had to reschedule another bunch of stuff because Dan's such a busy boy at university. Um, it was it was singing stuff specifically, wasn't it? Well, it's not even. It wasn't. It wasn't even that. Well, this is the this is the weird backward crazy thing about it. I'm still doing things with the university. Having graduated, I've gone back to conduct Extra Mercy Singers, which regular readers of the podcast will know because I plug them all the time. But it's our 50th anniversary as a society, which is very exciting. Um, but I've I've managed to go back. I'm you know, I'm a graduate, so it's there is a connection there. Yeah. But I'm not a current student. But it's it's fine. I'm doing that anyway. I had some auditions to do, and we now have the full choir. It's extremely exciting. Um, but it's a combination of of that and work becoming so ludicrously busy, uh, and 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 anyway, it was just it was a a diary nightmare. Things had gone awfully it was. wrong. And then, and then we were meant to record uh, later last week, and then mm. I was stranded somewhere because I was meant to be coming home and the trains weren't working. It's it's literally been a perfect storm, having really you know, having promised that we would get back to weekly episodes, which we fully intended on it. Um, so that is our deepest apologies for that. Um, but with that groveling done and out the way, Dan, what what, what are we doing? The lesser spotted toadfish? What was it? Mm, the white spotted toadfish. Sorry, beg your pardon. Now, it's really interesting that you describe this article as really interesting. Well, it sounds interesting. It does sound interesting, doesn't it? Um, and I think... One of these, it's, it's one of these infinite universe things here that we are being punished by having a fascinating episode last week and then the audio having been lost. I'm going to read you now the entire article of okay. the white-spotted toadfish. I'm going to sit down. Hang on. You know what? So I wouldn't bother. Right, go for it. And you'll see, and you'll see why. Wikipedia. The free encyclopedia. Oh boy, he's doing the whole thing. Okay. White-spotted toadfish. From Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia. The white-spotted toadfish, Sonopus astrifer, is a species of fish in the Bractacordia... Oh, golly, this is Bractacoididae family. It is endemic to Belize. That is the entire article. That's it? That is... There, we, there the are... Hell, I'm coming back to the microphone. That is all they had to say? 
There are two references, I'm not, which I'm not going to talk about because it's, it's just lots of numbers. The white-spotted toadfish is a species of fish from a certain family. It's endemic to a certain place. That is the entire article. I mean, to be fair, that is, I, can't, I suppose if you're an alien... Uh, you, you, imagine if you'd landed on an alien world and you mm. saw an alien creature. You would want to know where does it fit into your structure of knowledge and where does it live? I suppose that is the... They've got the basics down. But Jesus Christ. Well, I suppose. Well, so hang on, what was it? White spotted toadfish. I'm gonna, there must be something else on the internet for this. We might actually have to go beyond Wikipedia in order well, to find so. something interesting. It's endemic to Bel- Bel- I'm, I'm going to go with Belize. It Belize's, is an ugly is- mother f- <laughs> I've oh, just dear. seen a picture of it. <laughs> oh, oh boy. That's so, uh, so Belize was formerly British Honduras. Yep. It's an independent and sovereign country located on the northeastern coast of Central America. It's bordered on the northwest by Mexico and on the east by the Caribbean Sea. I'm going to send you a picture on Discord, Dan. Of okay. the white spotted toadfish. And dear listeners at home, I encourage you to Google what this thing looks like. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's um how would you describe that? Oh uh, so if you in a bowl, I want you to pour <laughs> uh, at least fifteen Oreos, as in the, the chocolate cream cookie. Mm-hmm. I then want you to mash them up as much as you can. This will give the desired effect. Of, of mimicking this particular fish's appearance. Its eyes look you like buttholes as well. You I... just need to take two... Well, I was going to go with blueberries, but okay, there's, there are two people in this <laughs> life. You need to take two blueberries, put put the blueberries in said bowl of, of, of macerated Oreos, and then draw a little line for its mouth, and that's it. You've got the fish. I mean... They're it has got a beard. It does have a beard. Is the other thing. It looks like a sea anemone is living underneath its chin. Um, mm. There's also other species. Um, th- there's actually quite a lot of pictures of the white spotted toadfish. But there's also the splendid toadfish. I've never heard of toadfish before. This is this one is new to me. So hang on, toadfish are called also called frogfish <laughs> because they look like frogs. They are benthic ambush predators. Benthic. You want? I, I, Oh, do you know what benthic means? No, well, no, no, I don't. I, I had to admit, I did not uh, get this either. Uh, it is the ecological region, the benthic zone, this is, is the ecological region at the lowest level of a body of water. So that could be an ocean, lake, or just a stream. So actually in the substrate. So oh stuff that's living on the sea floor. But, you know, that's quite a... <laughs> that could be a, a 30 centimetres down or literally, what? 10 kilometers down wow that is a new term to me i like that they are ugly fish though jesus christ <laughs> i can now see perhaps why they didn't want to write any more about it they just just threw up in their mouths a little bit when trying to write about it uh, uh, all toadfish dan I'm, I'm happy to reveal possess sharp spines on the first dorsal fin and on their opercle which is the technical name for the gill cover on a set on, on a fish, which I didn't know. An opercle. Opercle. What a good word. Yeah. O p e r c l e. If you had eyes on the cover to your gills, would they be your <laughs> optical opercles? If they were particularly bulbous, they'd be your oogly opticals op- on your opercle. <laughs> Damn it. Very nice. Oogly opticals on your opercles. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's brilliant. We're back. 
<laughs> quality content everyone have you missed mm-hmm. us brilliant um, so i mean it has been seeing as we've got nothing naff all to talk about in the actual article how is how has it been dan we should point out by the way this is like the podcast is the only time that we genuinely just chat to each other so yeah take a back seat everyone um it, you know just, just talk amongst yourselves dan how's it been you need to folk need to go and find their beverage of choice it 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 might be an alcoholic beverage it might be a coffee a tea Ooh. who knows settle down and you're going to now listen to two friends catch up because that's basically what this podcast is <laughs> basically <laughs> that is literally what it is look i'd say things have been things have been quite good work has been quite busy the auditions that we've had i think we've had the most auditions ex-university singers have ever had and i think the quality and the standard of those auditions has been ludicrously high uh, which has made the the kind of the final lineup decision making incredibly hard i have at least four emails and bearing in mind we announced the new choir this morning we gave the option to people that if they if for whatever reason they didn't they weren't successful in gaining a place they could email either matt or myself being the two conductors um they could email us asking for feedback and we'd have a chat with them so i have four emails to respond at some point this evening to uh to talk about why they didn't get in which is a probably it's not a particularly nice email to write but i'm trying to but, do but it but a very very useful way. thing to do you know you don't have to do I that think so. but that is very very valuable for a singer to say you know hmm. this is what because you don't know a lot of the time you're in an, you're in an interview or an audition and you genuinely don't know you know how it went it's like you have a kind of mm. blindness. Um, oh, actually, that means before I forget, um, on on similar subject, congratulations to Alex, who's come on the show before, friend of mine. We did Tough Murder together recently. Um, he just passed his Viva, so if you're listening to this, Doctor Lathbridge, um, congratulations. Uh, he he messaged Hurrah. me and said, you know, like it was like pulling teeth. The lit review got mm. shredded, but everything else was fine. Then I was like, but did you forget a basic piece of theory? Because it's not a true mm. viber unless you forget a basic piece of theory. And he just responded with all caps, yes, every piece of undergrad biochem. Everyone does it. Everyone forgets mm. the basics. And you have no idea in the viber how you're doing. So you've just got to, you know, keep on going. But um, oh, well, congratulations to him. I hope he's he's celebrating in a suitably mental fashion. Uh, he said that uh, I, I, well, I saw on Twitter that the night after his Viva, he uh, couldn't sleep because he was still so high on adrenaline. So he was just playing City Skylines was buzzed. <laughs> That's brilliant. What a, I mean, what a choice. That's yeah. exactly what I do, I think. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> but how's how's the job at the cathedral going? Because, you know, this has been the first month that you've been in the job now. Yes. Yeah. So it's been really interesting. The work day to day has been incredibly varied. I've, I'm finding it really rewarding working for an inst- a building and an institution that I already care so much about. So mm. it means that the work, the, the hours tick by faster because I have an invested interest in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. Um, it's balancing pretty well with the choral scholarship and nipping off to do singers and i'm also doing the grand duke which is a gilbert and sullivan uh, show i'm doing as a favor because they needed they needed a tenor who can sing tenor and they needed a male <laughs> and i am one of those uh, who could actually just sing quite confidently and strongly to kind of spur on all the other 60 plus oh so you're in the group. chorus are you yeah right um okay. 
and the show is next week. Oh, right. I assumed you meant the end of ter- end of year show. You know, like the big one. Oh, wow. Okay, that's no, no. no. So this is a this is a this is a this is with the St David's Players, which is a Gilbert and Sullivan group that has absolutely nothing to do with the university at all. It's a Exeter Devon based company Mm. so i'm doing that so that's next week which is going to be hilarious i'm also going down to truro on sunday because exeter cathedral choir are going to pay a visit to truro cathedral choir much like they did earlier earlier this year um they they came up and saw us so we're now returning the favor and we're doing a a combined even song service the canticles are howl st paul's which is going to be ludicrously loud um the combined might of two already loud cathedral choirs and the Father Willis organ in Truro Cathedral, which has an acoustic unlike Exeter, <laughs> which which doesn't really. Which doesn't have a good um, acoustic, no. Um, so that's going to be fun. It means I'm going to go and see, uh, we've mentioned Ed Dunn on the podcast before. We He's have a, He is, of course, a choral scholar now at Truro Cathedral. Um, so it'll be lovely seeing him. And I think the choral scholars are going to stay at the Truro Choral Scholars flat on that Sunday night. So... That evening should be suitably fun, and then I'm, dr- I'm well, I'm getting a lift back up to Exeter the following morning, so I can be in work at nine a.m. So things are going well. You're keeping yourself busy off the streets. Very busy. You know, you're doing, yes, you're doing yeah. good. Uh, which means that we we definitely have time now. Once because the start of any new job and like especially the start of the academic year as well is super busy. I'm hoping that things are mm. going to quieten down and we can get back into a more regular schedule. Because uh, me too. I, I mean, admittedly, well, this episode hasn't inspired much confidence because we've had nothing to talk about in the article apart from a couple of bits of you know biology that we've learned. Um, but you know, it, it'll get better from here. I'm sure. I swear we say that every episode. <laughs> speaking of biology, you've just made me think. When when you're having to classify an organism, yeah. Did you have a mnemonic? To remember the order of classification. Uh, yes, I did, and I'm going to have to remind myself. Um... Well, I'm going to tell you what mine is, and I want to see if it's the same one as yours. Okay, yeah. Kings play chess on funny green squares. Oh, okay. No, I I knew. Um, Katy Perry comes over for grape soda. Or oh no no that's no, yes, it. There's a I've just googled it because I've just I I that I've heard that one. The other one is that XKCD, the amazing comic, um, did a collection of science mnemonics. Um, mm. So uh, for a taxonomy, which is you know what it technically is, uh, the XKCD one is Katy Perry claims orgasms feel good sometimes. Which they are. you know not going to forget that one in a hurry. Well uh, no. Quite. And the new planets one, uh, not accounting for Neptune. Uh, sorry, I'm not accounting for Pluto even. I just read the word Neptune. Neptune is definitely still a planet. Um, is Mary- it's also a gas giant. Uh, it's technically an ice giant rather was, than a gas giant. That was a Hat Films reference, Simon, but yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, sure. Sorry, I, I don't know them very well. Sure. Um, no, that's fine. <laughs> the uh, mnemonic for that is Mary's virgin explanation made Joseph suspect upstairs neighbour. <laughs> that's quite good <laughs> I like that I mean I, I was taught many Victorians eat marmalade jam smothered under new potatoes obviously without Pluto I remember it doesn't make sense which my, obviously made so much sense before when, when I remember talking to my parents about this and they said you know and my, my teacher at whatever age I was would have said oh, you know and, and it might help if you if you write your own mnemonic and, and, and you can you know remember it that way and dad spent about an hour coming up with all these different ones that were really very funny. And after 20 minutes, I, I remember turning to him, after having stayed silent for a while, and just went, 
Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. And he went, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And still did it for his own benefit. But yeah, I've never... Yeah, my dad's the kind of... I I think our dads are quite similar in that sense and that my dad will literally do that kind of stuff just for his own amusement. Like, it might start out that he's meant to be helping you, but it just turns out, you know, he just likes doing it on his own. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) bless him. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, oh yeah, so you won't have actually heard this. There was another bit of of news that I should probably relay. Uh, Well, the the other piece of news for the community, there's two bits of news I should probably go through, notices, as it were. Um, Mm. First of all, there's a video which I'll link in the description to this, uh, to to the show notes um, that I did with Hat Films recently, which has finally come out after like a year of planning. And we filmed it quite a while ago now, like a couple of weeks ago, uh, where we made some uh, crisps. You can tell because of the weather. Yes. Um, it was very hot, which was fortunate because uh, we were making crisps out of um, human sweat, um, which is one of those videos where if I was to do it properly, it would take... The, I, I mean, I could have designed this and done it much more rigorously, but it's for hat films. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and uh, it, humans taste surprisingly good was the um, verdict of that. In a blind taste test, most people at the Oxcast that we sampled preferred a human flavour to the control of just normal ready salted crisps, which was immensely worrying um but it's a good video well, yeah, uh, slightly uh, craig edited uh, did a very good job on the edit so that was that was good um so there's that the second thing is we now have a community minecraft server if you people who are listening are not aware uh, by the time this episode comes out it'll be available to everyone i did a stream this past weekend building the um uh, what's it called the spawn area like the spawning zone um which is you know mod protected so you can't get griefed or anything like that and we built a um a large hadron collider um which was square because it's minecraft rather than a circle um and it's minecraft zipping around minecarts sorry zipping around a a tube on powered rails uh which was really really fun uh, it was it was a really really fun build to do. So if people want to play Minecraft with other people in the community, then pop on the Discord. There'll be a link to that in the um, show notes as well, and uh, hop in. I'm going to be hopping in from time to time, and I, I think I'll be doing some streaming from it on Sundays now. And what I'm really excited, Dan, the reason I bring it up is because I've always wanted to host a Hunger Games tournament in Minecraft. And oh, I, yeah. imagining me and you as being like Caesar Flickerman and toby jones's character um in that we will <laughs> cast the hunger games on my twitch and we'll just be there watching the carnage unfold um and you know it's i, I just that, that just makes me incredibly happy that we're going to be watching and, and rooting for people and then the other thing which is news to you dan uh, mm. and will be to the audience unless you watch my stream the other day is that um i'm going to be going to korea for uh a nearly a week uh next month uh i got contacted by the renewable energy network who i did some stuff with in berlin before um Mm -hmm. and uh basically there is a uh conference happening in seoul uh co-hosted by the city of seoul's government and the government of south korea about um renewable energy and um how, how interestingly um south korea despite the fact that it's an incredibly technologically advanced nation uh, and is you know it's so integrated into society um mm-hmm. it, it's really lagging behind on renewable energy and this i think there's there's some really interesting content to be made going out there and looking at why that is what the future holds for asia and renewable energy in general because at the end of the day this is the asian century and if you're going to be 
if you're looking for meaningful action on climate change, it has to include action from Asia. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, and I, I am very aware because I'm sure listeners are probably going to be scoffing at the idea of me taking a massively carbon-intensive flight to the other side of the world um, to make some videos about climate change. My justification for this is that I think the net result of me going there is going to be lower carbon over it's gonna be net negative that makes sense I will hopefully by the videos I make inspire change on an individual or government level that will lower carbon I have however recently been turning down offers I I actually turned down a um an offer to do some filming in Canada uh, which was they wanted me to fly out um to do one day of filming and then they were going to fly me back to talk about climate change um Mm -hmm. and I was like um no that's that that would be incredibly hypocritical of me so I'm, what a cool I'm, opportunity though yeah and it is and that's the frustrating thing but at the, at the end of the you know it would be it would be really good for my career because it was for a major tv network it would be a fantastic career move mm. but if i'm going to be talking about the individual action necessary to combat anthropogenic climate change i have to practice what i preach so i have to mm-hmm. every single time now make the decision about particularly with flying because that's like a discrete activity that when you do it it definitely has a big impact um it's not like a more uh, pervasive kind of you know individual day by day change but you know so i i had to be conscious of it so i didn't go to canada um i actually kind of shot down pixel girl wanted us to go on holiday somewhere in europe uh, in half term um which was partly I, I was like we have just literally yesterday had a conversation about how we should probably be saving some money um but also like from a carbon perspective to go for like two days and take a flight to the other side of europe yeah. is you know it sucks because i'd rather do that don't get me wrong i would much rather do that but you know i've got to be aware of um of uh, the impacts i'm having so so yeah so if anybody in the in the community is from seoul or knows anything about the city and what i should go and do uh there do let us know send us an email at spongeelectricalgmail.com um and we will be going through those in the uh following episode which will be next week um although my mum because my mum's my mum um she asked a friend of hers for advice to go and what to do in seoul and um the friend that she asked turned out to be paul potts all right of course uh because you know opera everyone knows each other and he had some very nice recommendations but it was just getting this email from her it was like oh yeah this is what paul potts said because apparently he spends a lot of time out there um but for those of you who don't know he's he went was it britain's got talent that he went on it was yeah i don't think it was x factor was it yeah i think it was britain's got talent and he was this opera star who kind of we used to work in well he worked at the time in car Final warehouse and then he went on and just like smashed it really um mm-hmm. and now he tours around the world and has a apparently a really keen interest in photography according to my mum but there you As go one does so yeah so that's that's sort of the update section that's that's us catching up and all the uh interesting things that are going on um i believe dan that leads us up to what what have you been singing recently and what is your choral piece of the week <laughs> And this will be my piece of the week. Drum roll, please. Well, Simon, I'm so glad you've asked because not only um, do I obviously adore my moment to uh, to talk about my choral piece of the week, but I can both simultaneously talk about that and plug uh, my choir at the same time <laughs> because what I've been listening to a lot recently is Eric Eschenwald's Merton College service, uh, which is a set of canticles read after the first 
uh, reading from the Old Testament, the second reading from the New Testament, of the Magnificat and Dimittis. It's an a cappella set of canticles set to Latin text rather than uh, English, which is slightly more common, certainly in the Anglican scene anyway. Um, and it's really, really typical Eschenwald's in its in its writing. You hear it and you, you can identify it to, certainly if not him, some kind of Scandinavian composer or something of that ilk. But it's really, really cool. And I'm, I've been listening to that because ex-university singers in late October, I think, are singing a service at Exeter Cathedral mm-hmm. um, for the installation of two new archdeacons, which is a very exciting service because it means that the entire College of Canons are going to be present. The bishop is going to be present. We'll have these new uh, archdeacons, and it's all it's a, going to be quite a big service. So it's wonderful for the choir to be given the opportunity to sing it, um, and it should hopefully mean uh, quite a lot of kind of publicity will go our way. Having having sung it, so Eschenwald's Merton College service, Magnificat Nunc Dimittis. We're splitting the conducting between the two conductors. That's myself and Matt. So Matt is conducting the mag. I'm conducting the nunc. Uh, Matt's conducting the anthem, which is Elgar's "The Spirit of the Lord Is Upon Me," which is oh, an nice. excellent thing, yeah, for, certainly yeah. for a, a uh, ordination of of these archdeacons. Um, and then we're doing the rose responses and Psalm ninety nine. So there's a link to the um, piece of the week in iTunes, so it's Apple Music, and also on Spotify, um, if you check the mm-hmm. description, uh, the show notes for that, because it's got, got quite a few things in there now. I think in some weeks we've cheated and like added a bunch of stuff rather than like a single piece. But um, yes, that's, um, and tell you what, actually, if you, I, I'll give an extra recommendation here, which isn't a particular piece, but it's an album. Um, the album 40, as in 4-0 by the 16, um, which is, I can only assume their 40 year anniversary and it's basically sort of a greatest hits of english choral music so if you'd like the stuff mm. that we recommend and you'd like kind of like a broad a, a cheese board if you like of um of anglican a music smorgasbord. a smorgasbord um then uh i'll include a link to that in the show notes as well uh, so that's 40 by the 16 which will be on all streaming platforms i'm sure but anyway we must nice. go onwards and I'd just like to, before we go to the essential Patreon corner, Dan, I'm going to repeat what we said last episode and unfortunately got cut because... <laughs> but uh, I'd just like to highlight the fact that um, we have had a cracking review on um, iTunes. So people, if you are listening to the show on iTunes, you can um, leave us a review saying how frequently we release an episode, perhaps. Uh, we are on 4.8 <laughs> stars uh, after 85 ratings, so people apparently like this nonsense for some reason. Um, and a whole bunch of reviews, and there was just one that I just wanted to highlight to give you an ins- just to give you an idea of what other people are saying. Um, 88 Leaps username has left this in uh, earlier this month, saying, if Harry and Hermione had a podcast, which I think is basically the most accurate way you could describe this, um it's mm. it's basically us in a nutshell um and they they say if you answer yes to any of the following this podcast is for you if you like smiling and laughing if you don't enjoy doing so in public don't listen to this on your commute uh if you think that wikipedia is to be trusted and a useful source for education and see if you don't mind being called a reader despite this being a podcast so you know if you think you can write a, a better review than that, and they do go on to say some very lovely things about uh, how I found this podcast last month, and I've never enjoyed a podcast more. Um, it's two educated and funny blokes chatting, only occasionally while drunk. How much have you, um, how much have you had to drink tonight, Dan? Well, it's a Monday, so <laughs> no, I think I've had I've had three pints. Mm-hmm. 
which is just a nice a nice amount to you know just take the weight off the working day i'm going to i'm going to slip into my slippers i'm going to slippers into my slippers shortly and i think i'm thinking i'm thinking about sausage and mash for dinner good lord which is a good a good kind of post post three pint yeah, meal. sausage and mash and, and bevs is a lovely dinner. Oh, also, they're not just any sausages, Simon. Oh, tell me about it, Dan. They're from the meat counter at Waitrose. Oh. Right. And they are Gloucester Old Spot sows bred with wild boar. Wait, so sorry. So they did like a breeding experiment, an interspecies breeding experiment so that you could have yeah, this particular I mean, sausage. Well, I, it's it's not. I don't think it's strictly interspecies. Because pigs and boars are so close. Well, uh, it's basically taking a, a pe- taking a a pack of of civilized inner city lady pigs are you and introducing. Sure? Are you sure and you introdu- want to go down this route? <laughs> and introducing them to a slightly more rugged kind oh, of farmhand pigs. country. <laughs> country bumpkin yeah it's like that. anyway they're, that fan, they're that, absolutely divine that that horse related fan fiction that we wrote with um tom zalatnai in our in the guest episode and it was like oh my gosh yeah it's like that but with pigs and that's what you're eating for the anyway the whole point of the, the whole point of this was to write a review of us on amazon sorry oh for god's sake simon great it, you're doing so well write us a review on itunes uh if you enjoy the podcast and let us know what you think and perhaps we can um we can read some out if we if we particularly like them but yeah Yes, if you enjoy the podcast, mm-hmm. leave us a review because it helps out the show. Uh, saying how we definitely don't go on tangents and we definitely release episodes regularly. Anyway, now it's time to thank people who allow us to do this and inflict all this on you. Top lad. It strikes me, Simon, that some people might not know what Patreon is. Ha! Huh. What? No. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. I mean... Goodness me, Dan. How could anyone not wow. know what patreon.com forward slash the wikicast is? I don't know, but you know what? For their benefit, Simon, I think I'm going to explain what Patreon is. Okay, jolly good. This podcast would not be possible were it not for the indispensable aid of our patrons. Now, Patreon is a website not only with an absolutely brilliant, clear and not at all awful user interface. <laughs> um, but it facilitates a dear reader like yourself, perhaps you've been listening for a while, perhaps you're new to the podcast, um, allows you to donate a little bit of your your hard-earned pennies um, to support two people who live in quite different parts of the UK <laughs> to call each other once a week to, to come together and ramble about lots of... yeah. Oh, careful! Um, we've we've left that that period of our history in the podcast behind yeah. us. Yes, um, you can you can donate to the podcast. Um, there was also I, I want Adam to replay that the last five seconds of my audio and really isolate in slow motion my spectacular voice break there on donate because <laughs> it was really very good. Yeah, it's rewind time. You can you can donate 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 to the podcast. And the only reason I say that is because I know Simon and we've lived each other for long lived with each other for long enough that if I don't make a note of it, Simon will stop me and mm-hmm. he will point it out. Right. Wait 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 wait, wait, wait. hold up. <laughs> let's let's cycle back to that really embarrassing thing you just did. Um, yes, precisely that. <laughs> um, yes. Um, yeah, you you can donate. You can donate 
a dollar a month you could you could if you're feeling incredibly giving you could donate five dollars a month and and in so doing support this thing that we do on i'm going to say a regular basis <laughs> it's which to be a regular basis yes we do on a, an irregular basis not for um, lack of trying we, like, I, no I just, quite oh god this pro- podcast frustrates me so much because i want it to be weekly and uh, life conspires against us so frequently but you might well think who on earth would be mad enough to support a podcast that does upload so irregularly and i'll tell you who dan mm. i'll tell you who readers at home Choco Cat, Cole Mansfield, Dan Hanvey, Hans J, Isabella Ostrowski, John Manium, Leila Medina, Lewis Watson, Oliver Burkhart, Oliver Craigie, Omar Miranda, Princess Andromeda, Rents Cook, River Ward, The Chosen One, and William Humphreys. That's who supports this show. And they, in addition, think that cats are better than dogs. So therefore, they're the best people. Well, I was, it's funny you should mention that because I've actually got some of my own folk who are not deluded and, and give a toss about the truth and therefore... <laughs> Uh, adore dogs as I do and those people are Ben McMurtry Colin J. Brown Eric Shun Eric Bolliger and here we go Jackson Deborgskovsky I'm so sorry Jackson D Kodzo Carl Much Lucas Shulman Maggie Nina Colton and Peter Reed. and if those people weren't nice enough we also have a wonderful uh, th- those were our those were our top dogs. We now have our team dogs, the 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 masses, the wonderful masses, and I would like to say a enormous thank you to Samantha Pavao. Oh, pa- Pavao, Pavao, Samantha, if you're listening, email me and tell me on a scale of one to ten how badly I pronounced your last name. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, I'm going to go for Ruta. Ruta, thank you very much. Who is a who is a team cat patron? You literally do... Does, doesn't he? Doesn't that person provide your Wi-Fi? Uh, yes. Oh my god, they're downstairs. I I can't wait to meet them. Hang on. Well, I just had an awkward conversation with an inanimate object. Um, mm, well. Oh, God, thanks for that, Dan. Um, yes, well, thank you very much to everyone who supports the show on Patreon. You keep us on the air, you support Wikimedia, and you enable us to actually, you know, talk to each other on a weekly basis with some vague purpose to it. So thank you very much mm. for that. <laughs> Top lad. So we find ourselves in, in Correspondence Corner, um, readers at home, and obviously we're now in the position where we did respond to a lot of these emails last episode. You just never heard it. Um... I can't really remember which ones we looked at, Dan. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, nope, nor can I. And a lot of them are... I mean, the, oh, this is an absolute disaster. Oh, God, I've been spending too much time with Lewis. This is a disaster. Um, uh, uh, right, well, we did have one um, based on the last episode, the last released episode, Dan, from Fergus Hall. Um, I'll, I'll read right. this out if you'd just like to download the attachment. Um, Dear Messrs. Clark and Moore, long-time reader here, glad to have you back after the summer hiatus. I am a musician living in Glasgow. I often, often, interesting, listen to podcasts when practising the piano to help pass the hours. When Dad... Whoops, Freudian slip. Oh, 
What would Freud say? When Dan started singing in the last episode, I therefore couldn't help joining in. Sorry if this is sacrilegious, but I love those these kinds of modal melodies. Sorry for the janky recording. When talking about that music, Dan mentioned that the notation meant that the choir had to sing intuitively together. Had either of you ever come across Gaelic psalm singing? This is a practice of singing worship from places in the Outer Hebrides in Scotland. The leader sings the phrase and the congregation responds, but all will embellish and decorate the melody at will. A congregational improvisation. Improvisation. I've never heard wow. of that before. Wow, let's I've have a, never heard that either. Let's have a quick listen to what he's done for you. So, is this the SoundCloud link or the recording? The recording, the M4A link. Right. Okay. Let's have a listen to that. Have a listen to this. Here we go. <laughs> um, so it would be something like. Kind of, um, if you... Ooh, that's cool, isn't it? It's very crunchy. Really cool. I like that a lot. I feel like we need to include this clip in the actual episode because it's really very cool. Well, I think they just listened to it, Daniel. That's how good Adam is. Wow, and, as, and as a matter of fact, actually, this is a cre- I haven't told Adam this. And incidentally, Adam came um, to my house um, the other week because he helped me build my new computer, which is why I said I had to sit down earlier because I now have a standing desk. Anyway, um, Pixel Girl listened to the last episode and was like, did Dan go to a church to record himself singing and put it in the episode? It's like, no, that's Adam just put a a reverb effect on it. (laughs) But it sounded so good, Adam, that um, Pixel Girl thought that you, that Dan had literally taken some, uh, taken some effort and went to, you know, record it separately, which I think was her key mistake in assuming that Dan put in additional effort to go on the Wikicast, because I certainly don't. But there we go. So yeah, thank you for that, Fergus. That's it. And hang on, I am just now going to quickly listen to this congregational improv as well because that's a, that's a really interesting mm. um, idea. It feels like when you go swimming in open water and the swell is quite strong, and you 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 kind of you you bring your hands to your chest. It's like a wall of sound. Your knees up, and you you wrap your arms around them, and you just you float as a ball, and you're kind of you're tossed in the in the waves. That's what it feels like. You're just hit by these various. Kind of, that's really cool. I've never heard of that. Amazing. We have an email here from Mandalore One. Uh, the the email is titled Correspondence Corner: Big Things Near Me. Oh, so this is in reference to um, the episode we did on Patrick's Hole, right? St. Patrick's Hole. Oh, of course. It's like you know we're asking yes. people to to email in with big things that are known locally, very famously, but might not be known more more widely. Here we are. So. Mandalore goes on to say, Dear Messrs. Clark and Moore, listening to your latest episode, I heard I heard the call out call go out for big things near me that people in other countries might not be aware of, and I was struck by two thoughts. The first, he says, is is me, i.e., and then he's drawn what I think is a penis um, <laughs> involving the number three. Um, a lot of a lot of uh, equal signs and a capital D. Uh, they go on to say it was the obvious first call. Note not to scale unless viewed on uh, w- minus one to twelve magnification. Well, thank you for clarifying, Mandalore. <laughs> Secondly, they say the Australian obsession with big things, e.g., the big banana, 
not this time, chaps, the big pineapple, the big merino, etc. Mayhaps Dan knows of these things. It's not really... If not, it really demonstrates the woeful quality of education in Melbourne. Mandalore, I do. I do know these things. Um, there, There is a weird Australian obsession with doing big things as sightseeing. You go to somewhere and someone's done a sculpture of an overly large banana. Oh, and it's a, right, yeah. It's, inst- it's an institution. It's a bit um, like how people... Yeah, go, so I do in, know. In America, go to, like, the world's largest ball of twine or the world's yeah, largest absolutely. barn or something. Yeah, uh, but so in Australia, Which it's not the sense, biggest. I think it's just the Australian Australian media is so heavily shaped um, by, by American media. There's no wonder that they have this weird... Oh, mm. we can kind of do that too. Um, they go on to say, fondest regards, Tristan, age 24.0493, brackets, heresy. Decimal heresy. Never have I seen the like, gosh. Uh, there they are also some say memes. PS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, requisite meme tribute. Dan, maybe explain the beer and chips one or refer to Compa Global Hypermagnet Australia and New Zealand for information on Tobias as a meme. So and PPS, given all Simon's TNG watching, I wanted to recommend the Greatest Generation podcast. I started watching TNG in March and listened to the podcast, which reviews the episodes comedically alongside they address the listeners' viewers while doing data work for my thesis. Worst productivity ever. Also began recording the ratings I gave episodes alongside their IMDb scores for the first time. For first-time series analysis in Stata, Stata, uh, when series is completed, nerd. Anyway, there are two memes attached here. So can you? I, I shall. I tell you what. I'm going to look at the Australian one first. So, the, the Tobias was the kid in the episode where the Simpsons go to Australia and he racks up like a, a five hundred dollar do phone bill because Bart Crank mm-hmm. called the kid. Um, and Tobias is had his head put over Mr. Burns when he's the radioactive alien. Um, with a can of 4X gold and some Smith's salt and vinegar in his hands, saying, hello, I bring you piss and vinegar. Can you shed any light on the cultural significance of this, Dan? (laughs) I'm just reading through. I mean, again, it's been an awful long time since I was in... I need to refer to Compuglo... CompuGlobal HyperMegaNet. CompuGlobal HyperMeg... Yeah. That's the name of um, of Homer's uh, internet company that he creates. Oh, right. Look, I don't know. I know that I, I, mean, I recognise that. I reckon I recognise that Smith's packet from that. That brings back horrific memories. I don't think I ever had triple X gold in Australia, though. I, I, we always ripped the living daylight out of um, VB beer, which is Victoria Bitter, mm. um, which is the state that Melbourne's in, and that's that's pretty dreadful. But I feel I'm missing something there, so I apologise. Uh, Mandalore, I'm 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 failing massively. However, I do like the one about uh, about France. That's that's funny. That's that's a good meme. That's that's a, a, yeah. a good meme. Um, if you've got if you've got memes, folk, send them our way. Send them they our would. way. And the other thing we should say is, um, if you do have a, a confession for confession corner, because we didn't have anything. Um, I think we may have spunked the one we had in the episode that we recorded and then i lost the file for so if anyone would like to send us a confession we do anonymize anything that's sent with confession corner in the subject line um then we you everyone gets an absolution in county pedantry um dubai so uh 
do send those in. I think, should we should we call it there, Dan? Because it's actually getting very late. You need to eat, and I actually need to do a little bit more video editing today. But I think, oh, I think that's wise. That's been a, considering we had NAF all in the um, article to talk about, I think that's done pretty well, actually. Um, I think so, too. Let me just get the script out so I can remember what I'm supposed to say now, then. So, Dan, what have we learned today? <laughs> today, Simon, we learned about the white-spotted toadfish, which is to say we didn't learn anything at all because the Wikipedia article is such a colossal waste of time. It is a species of fish... And it's endemic to a place. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the bare necessities, quite quite literally. Um, and then we talked about what we've been up to, just generally talking yes, about cathedral, talking about Minecraft stuff. If you if you'd like to play Minecraft, um, then mm-hmm. do uh, pop on the Discord and we can sort you out with that. We also had a chat about um, oh, golly, what was it? I had it on the tip of my tongue then, and then now I've said it and I can't remember what it was. No. <laughs> We're back. We're back, everyone. <laughs> Send help. Quality entertainment. Um, the thing, is, the thing that's really causing me distress is that I, I, I know what I wanted to talk about. I, well, I know what I was going to say, and then I forgot. And the reason I forgot was I didn't take time to mention I bought. I, I made a new purchase this week, Simon, and it's changed my life. Oh, what is it? I went on to MarksandSpencers dot com, right. which is a an, a UK institution. It is, of a yes. supermarket, which Absolutely. does wonderful food, but also some really excellent clothes as well. Anyway, I've discovered the joy, the embarrassing joy of moleskin trousers. Oh, boy. Okay. You know, oh this is the part of the episode where we're wrapping Lord. up. You can't just drop a big topic like that in the middle of literally Look, the we're summary. Going to, we, are, we are going to talk about it next week. Yes. Okay. But if anyone... The readers, now, you're going to. I want you to do a bit of homework. I want you to find your web browser of choice and your search engine of choice and i want you to pop in moleskin trousers m-o-l-e-s-k-i-n trousers and i want you to do a little bit of research and then next week much like a university seminar we're going to have a discussion and i can't even they're just wonderful well you got that to look forward to next week that's all for this week's episode don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice you can leave us a review if you like on itunes as well you can like us on facebook if you're over 40 and if you'd like to see our faces check out our youtube channel spongy and electric confession emails meme creations and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole and and we'll we'll see you you next time. time Oh, thank God I was recording. I I had visions of losing that whole episode again.